to the Grumps Blog Podcast. And that's not easy to say. Welcome to episode two of the Grumps Blog Podcast. The date is Friday the 18th of September in the year of 2020. I am tweaking the format slightly as we go, so here is what we have for you today. Number one, a quick pick from the news along with my thoughts, and there will be silly pieces of news, I can assure you. Number two, a music feature, What If I'm Scared by Ryan Day. Number three, a grumpy view. Should we be taking foreign holidays in a pandemic? And four, births and deaths from the week. Let's get on with it. Okay, part one is the news article. The most childish thing to come out of lockdown is this explanation about touching other people's balls. Yes, you heard it right. The article, actually printed in the Metro on Friday the 29th of May 2020, uh, is a little bit different and it's, I don't know, it's very odd. It's a consequence of people being ultra safe and hygienic during the coronavirus pandemic which we can't really blame people for but my question is do we really need this level of advice and also do we need it to be so badly worded anyway here we go let me read it out to you um it's from new york new york county executive trying to explain the guidance on tennis ball handling at a club. Sports fans have been given guidance in the US about what is and isn't acceptable to do with someone else's balls, when you should get your own balls out and whose balls you can kick. Laura Curran, a New York County executive, gave the advice earlier this month ahead of the opening of tennis courts. However, She was left a little red-faced after realising what she was saying was full of innuendo. She said, Every player, unless they're from the same household, has to bring their own balls so that you don't touch other people's balls with your hands. You can kick their balls, but you can't touch them. She then paused before continuing, I'm going to blush, sorry. Of course, if you're playing with with someone in your household you can touch those balls to avoid confusion between whose balls are whose you can use a marker like a sharpie to mark an x or put someone's initials on them (laughs) i mean yes okay so quote over how on earth did she get that into an announcement anyway So my question, now now whilst I do have a rather juvenile sense of humour, just what was this woman thinking? 
She clearly realised halfway through her announcement that there was a good level of innuendo contained within her words, but she ploughed on regardless, so in that respect, good on her. However, with my grumpy hat on, do we really need such level of guidance? Are these people so stupid that they can't assess the risk of infection for themselves in a sporting activity? Should these re people really be on the streets? Let's have a little common sense. Mind you, it did made me chuckle. On to part two of the podcast. This is the section where I find some music for us to listen to. From time to time, I discover music, not the mainstream music that we all know and love in whatever flavour that we so appreciate, but music from small, independent artists, perhaps not released anywhere in the form that we would historically know. The internet is alive with such artists, and some of them sound fantastic. There really are some very gifted and talented people out there that just can't make the break into the big time. I do plan to feature these artists from time to time where I have the permission of the artist to both play the music and give them a little publicity. The first of these artists is a guy called Ryan Day. The song that I'm going to play is What If I'm Scared? On his website, www.ryandayproductionhouse.com, or one word, he writes about a chance encounter with a man who turns out to be a vicar. I am not going to try and paraphrase the article on the site that describes the meeting and the circumstances that led up to the song being created. You can perhaps do it yourself if you're interested. The article is titled The Vicar and can be found on his website, which again is www.ryandayproductionhouse.com I will play the song. Remember, this is written, created, arranged and sung by the artist himself. A true skill. What If I'm Scared by Ryan Day Fall down the trees Climbing the
if I'm scared you can find out more about him www.ryandayproductionhouse.com all one word have a chat with him he's a great guy very friendly and he's got some great music and some great stories brings us to part three of the podcast which is my grumpy rant i recently read a comment on facebook that anyone taking a foreign holiday was a well let's just say the language was colorful writing the script for this podcast while sitting at a bar in a foreign land it made me wonder am i the person they so colorfully described Am I indeed being selfish and putting the country at risk? The answer is not as simple and as straightforward as this person suggests in their post. Indeed, it is far from it. I have to say that there are some attractions to such a simplistic approach to life, i.e. if I don't agree with a person's action, then I can be abusive. I could ignore the fact that I don't understand the full thought processes of the person I am abusing. I don't have to put forward a salient argument to support my opinion. I can just insult. However, on the other hand, that's just not me. Whilst it is true that I often don't agree with things people do or say, 
Is it really my place to make an opinion so vocal that I resort to abuse? To the original point they raised, not directly to me, about if it's wise to travel to foreign countries during a pandemic. There are two big topics that this question raises. The first is of safety and infection. Safety is first and foremost a question of common sense, a question of taking precautions and following the guidance. If you keep your distance whenever possible, wear a mask when asked to do so, washing your hands, etc., then the risk is heavily reduced. Unfortunately, common sense isn't very common, and I see so many people not following basic procedures. The second consideration is much more complex. It deals with how the human race has developed and how we manage our lives. We have developed a way of living that means livelihoods, health and well-being, as well as the quality of our life, depends on money. It can surely not have escaped anyone's attention. The interventions the government around the world have had to make to support their economies and therefore people's welfare. Such interventions cannot last for long. Despite the opinions of many, money does not grow on trees. We have to abide by the constraints that the human race has placed upon itself. So I hear you say, how does that affect the question of holidays in a pandemic? Well, the answer is simple. Tourism, hospitality and travel make up an enormous segment of our economy. It supports thousands of jobs in the UK and more beyond. Some countries' economies will fail if this sector fails. So to the original question, should we travel in a pandemic? My answer is yes, if the risks are low. Ultimately, our climb out of the pandemic is a risk management game, although it's far from a game. If we want to return to our normal lives with jobs and income intact, with the same quality of life as before, we must certainly take risks. Not any risks, but sensible and calculated risks. As an individual, I am so very, very risk averse. I go out of my way to avoid risks. But even I acknowledge that risks are a way of life. It is how we control the risks that is the key. How we get it to an acceptable level. So yes, I will take a foreign holiday if I believe I can safely do so. I will be sensible and take the normal precautions and I will support the rebuilding of what we know as normal. Yes, there are risks, both with health, not just mine, and finance, but these risks can be managed. So to those who resort to foul and insulting language, please think upon what I have said. The decisions about activity should not be taken lightly. The risks should always be assessed, but that is surely no different to anything. Different people will come to different conclusions depending on the scope of their assessment and their risk profile. You don't need to agree with it. You don't even need to like it, but please be respectful and if you should feel a challenge is needed, 
Be polite and constructive to whoever you are challenging and be open to new ideas and information and to changing your own mind if it's appropriate. last and final part of this week's podcast births yes who was born in the last week in years gone by well there's a bit of a list 1909 saw jack hawkins the british actor from lawrence of arabia ben-hur just men zulu malta story was born in london england in 1918, in the week gone by, was Ray Charles, American orchestra leader, born in Chicago, Illinois. In 1922, Guy Hamilton, the British director of Goldfinger, was born in Paris. 1925, saw Riley B. B. King, the American blues guitarist and singer, from The Thrill Is Gone, Born in Mississippi. 1927 saw Peter Falk, the American actor who was Columbo and Scared Straight, was born in Assigning, New York. In 1947, Sam Neill, New Zealand actor um, famous for Jurassic Park, Dead Calm and The Piano, was born in Amar, Northern Ireland. Russ Abbott was also born in this year, uh, the British TV comedian from The Russ Abbott Show, September Song, was born in Cheshire, England. 1950 saw Paul Kossoff, the British rock guitarist, born in London, England. David Bellamy, the American singer from the Bellamy Brothers, Let Your Love Flow, born in Derby, Florida. Lloyd Grossman, the American-British television presenter who presented MasterChef 1990-2000, was born in Marblehead, Massachusetts. And finally, in 1950, Joanne Catherall, the English rock vocalist of Human League fame, was born in Sheffield, England. 1953 saw Alan Barton, English musician famous for Black Lace and Smokey, was born in Barnsley, Yorkshire. 1956 saw Ray Wilkins, the English former footballer and captain of the national soccer team, born in Hillingdon, England. In 1971, Stella Nina McCartney, English fashion designer and daughter of Paul and Linda McCartney, was born in Lambeth, London. And finally, in 1983, Amy Winehouse, the singer, was born. Thank you for listening to the Grumps Blog Podcast. Of course, you can always visit us at www thegrumps.co.uk to find out more. You can also see what we're up to on Twitter at The Grumps Blog or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Grumps Blog. 
share, share alike. We'll be back very soon. Thank you for your ears.